The Googling to look for the best podcasting tools is endless, isn't it? You can spend hours and hours reading reviews and still not be able to decide what equipment to buy, what software to use, or what resources to support you. I want your Googling to stop now. In this episode, I'm going to tell you what resources are my favorites of the many I've tried and tested over the past 12 years of podcasting. I'm not going to tell you everything I've used, just what I love and recommend so that the Googling can stop and you can make a decision now. Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. How many hours have you spent Googling what equipment to use for your podcast? Too many, right? Sometimes it feels like closing your eyes and throwing a dart at a wall. Yeah. I am not into shiny objects, but I am into testing things out for myself, for my students and clients, and for you. I want to be able to say, I've tried a bunch of options, and here's what has worked great for me and my people. Now, I have not tried everything out there. When I find something I love, I tend to stick with it. I may get beta access to a piece of software and test it out. I've got beta access to some editing software right now, so I'll eventually talk about that when it gets released to the public. What I'm sharing here are products and services that I know and love and highly recommend. So let's dive in. I've done two episodes on what mics I recommend. I'll refer you to the bonus episode from January 15th on my number one starter mic so you can get all the details on why I recommend the Samsung Q2U. You've probably read a lot about the Blue Yeti. It's recommended by a lot of people as their number one for a starter mic. It's what I used to recommend and it's what I used for a while, but I no longer recommend the Blue Yeti. It sounds tinny compared to the Samsung Q2U, and it costs significantly more. As of this recording, the Q2U ranges in price from $55 to $65, and the sound is gorgeous. Truly awesome, especially for the price. If you don't have a mic yet, or if you're just not happy with yours, check out that bonus episode to hear the sound of the Q2U compared to a few others. For recording software, I don't have an absolute favorite. Okay, well, yes, I do for interviews. I've been using StreamYard for the past month. I had been using Zoom prior to that, not great, and an online service before that. Full disclosure, I have a partnership with StreamYard, but I wouldn't stay with it or recommend them if I didn't love them. StreamYard was originally for live streaming. Now, in addition to live streaming, you can record interviews in it. What I love about it is that it records the interviews locally on each person's computer as separate tracks. So you get super high quality tracks for each person. This means that you can adjust the volume for each person if the volumes end up being not equal. You can't do that in Zoom because Zoom creates just one recording of both people. And the video and 
audio have been totally synced up since I've been using StreamYard. This was not the case in the other online system I originally used. Plus, all of my guests have easily been able to get into StreamYard. No glitches at all. I left the other online system because too many of my guests could not get in. Totally unacceptable. For recording solo episodes, you can also use StreamYard since you get a recording on your computer, so super high quality. You can also use Descript. It records audio and video, and it creates a transcription as you record. Now, there are free recording options that double as editing software, such as Audacity and GarageBand if you're on Mac. Audacity is for PC and Mac. I'm not going to go into details about them because, first, they're audio only, and I recommend video, and I use video. And two, I don't use them. I told you that I want you to stop Googling. If you need free, then pick one of those. Audacity is way more popular than GarageBand. But again, if you're going with one of my, my recommendations, I recommend StreamYard and Descript. For editing, the only thing I'm going to recommend to you is Descript. I just mentioned it. It creates transcripts, even if you record somewhere else and import the file into Descript. So you can record in StreamYard, bring in one file or separate files, and it transcribes everything. Then you can edit your project using the text, just like in a word processor. You, you still will need to edit the waveform sometimes, like in a traditional editing software, but most of the time you'll just edit the text. So want to cut out an um or a mistake? just cut it out of the text. Want to take a clip out of the middle to put before your music, like as a cold open? Copy and paste the text. It is amazingly simple. Again, Descript does video and audio. If you're doing both, just edit the video and export as video and export the audio separately. So you're editing only once. You're not editing the video and the audio separately. You're editing the video and then exporting the video and then exporting the audio. Huge, huge time saver. For podcast hosting providers, I use Captivate to host four podcasts. I have this show. I'm a co-host at Geek Girl Soup, the movie and TV podcast. I've got marketing chat that... I just ended after a little over a year and 90 episodes. It doesn't support my business anymore. It's taking up too much time compared to this one or along with this one. And I have a private podcast for my students. Episode 62 goes into all the details of why I love Captivate. In that episode, I also tell you what I like and don't like about other hosting providers that I've tried in the past, Acast, Buzzsprout, Libsyn, and Squarespace. For designing cover art, I had my new podcast cover art and logo designed by Podbrand. They did a much better job than I had done with the original cover art. I highly recommend them so you can get the best branding possible for your podcast. So worth it compared to getting someone on Fiverr who may or may not be trained at all in branding and graphic design. 
You really want someone who understands branding, not just someone who knows how to use Photoshop or Illustrator, or possibly who uses only Canva. Now, if you're going to do it yourself, I recommend Canva. Canva has lots of great templates and is so easy to create with from scratch. Now, for making audiograms yourself, I recommend Descript if you're using it anyway to edit your episodes and Headliner. Now, so far, Canva limits audiograms to only 15 seconds or maybe it's five seconds. I forget because I don't use Canva to create audiograms. Either way, it, it's way too short for me. My clips tend to be 30 to 59 seconds. So I use Descript or Headliner when I want to create an audiogram. For videograms, which is usually what I create, I, I'll create audiograms for Geek Girl Soup because we don't share video. But for this podcast, I create video, so I do videograms. So I do recommend Canva for videograms. You can also use Descript. They have some nice vertical options and are easy to do. And Canva has more flexibility and also super easy to use. Now, if you don't want to mess with making your own social media assets, I recommend having Podbrand make your audiograms and videograms for you. Their packages are for up to five episodes a month. I use them to do them for five of my episodes a month. Now I produce more than five episodes a month, so I do my own for the rest of my episodes. Theirs are much better than mine, <laughs> so totally worth it. For getting guests onto my show and for finding shows where I want to be a guest, I use Podmatch. Now, yes, I will also reach out manually when there's just a show I find that I want to be on. I may look them up in Podmatch, and if they're not there, I reach out on my own. If there's someone that someone whom I already know, I may reach out manually, or sometimes I'll look them up in Podmatch. Podmatch makes it super easy and really efficient to find shows to be on or to find guests for your show. You go through a real vetting process with Podmatch. It's a paid service and a lengthy vetting process. So you know that the shows and the guests are legit. For monitoring where my show ranks on Apple Podcasts, I use Chartable. Chartable gives you a tracking link that you insert into your RSS feed in your podcast hosting provider. Now, if you're with Acast as your hosting provider, they don't allow you to insert tracking links. Other hosting providers do. So once you've inserted that tracking link, Chartable tracks where your show ranks on Apple Podcasts and on or compared to other shows within the Chartable ecosystem. I'll use good pods sometimes to listen to shows so I can rate and review them in the good pods platform. So good pods is a sort of social media platform just for podcasts. You can follow shows, listen to them, 
leave comments on individual episodes. I love that part. So you can comment on what you like. Like I said, rate them right there. You can rate and review the whole show. It's a really nice system. And when the host sees that you've left a comment, then they can comment back and other listeners will see it and can like your comment or comment back as well. It's very cool. Not a whole lot of people are using it yet. I think it would be, I think it could become a really nice platform for interacting with shows and hosts. Finally, I use Instagram for doing Instagram, li Instagram lives to promote my show and my individual episodes. Now, that's not the only way I promote my show and episodes, and it's something I only recently started doing. It's been so much fun. I've been doing the lives on off days, so that is days when I don't release an episode. I promote the, the episode using videograms on release days, and then I talk about something from the most recent episode the next day and refer people to that episode. Now, still new at this, so I don't know if that's the best way to do it, but it feels good to me. So I also did a behind the scenes live record, uh, sorry, a behind the scenes live recording of an episode, episode 70 on why you should share your podcast on YouTube. That was super fun. I used my phone to show my setup and recorded the episode using StreamYard. So they got to watch me do the whole episode. It was about 20 minutes long. So doing Instagram lives on your off days is a great way to promote your episodes without audiograms or videograms in a more conversational way. So honestly, I was a little nervous about doing them at first because they felt like a lot of pressure to get it just right. And, you know, not being able to edit before you share because we get to edit our podcasts. So if we make a mistake, we get to cut it right out. And if we happen to say any ums in our show, we get to edit them out. If you say an um in a live, it's there. They see you and hear you and it stays in. <laughs> also, I have a tremor. So for the behind the scenes one, I was holding my phone at first to show my setup and the phone was shaking because of the tremor and it looked terrible. Like I was going out of focus a little bit because of the tremor. And my tremor makes it look like I'm nervous or scared, but I wasn't that, at that part. So I commented, I mean, I was nervous, like I said, before doing lives. But once I start, I love speaking and I love public speaking, like being on a stage in front of people. So I wasn't nervous once I started, but it looked like it. So I commented on it. And then finally, when it came time to record the episode, I put my phone in the clamp in my ring light. Oh, but I love the energy of doing live, so I'm continuing doing them. They can really help you become a better speaker, especially if you can allow for pauses instead of filling them with ums and other filler words. I did set up my YouTube channel so that I can start doing YouTube lives with StreamYard there. Today, as of the release of this episode, I am 
interviewing Joey Garrity on this show about live streaming. And I'm planning on live streaming it to YouTube. This episode is going live at midnight today. So I'll have to let you know later if it happened and how it went. In the meantime, if you want to join me live on an Instagram live, I'll be doing one for this episode tomorrow, March 7th at 5 p.m. Eastern. My Instagram handle is at Angela.Kelly.Smith, link in the show notes. I'd love to see you there. I'll be happy to answer your questions. And if you're listening to this, not today, March 6th, check out my Instagram. I will announce Instagram lives before they happen. That is it for today. I really hope that this episode helps end your Googling. I keep up on resources out there. And yes, I read about equipment and software that I'm not using and wonder, hmm, should I try that? <laughs> Even I get the fear of missing out but it has got to stop. There is no one perfect mic, one perfect editing software, one perfect hosting provider. If you're already using things you love, stick with them. If you're not happy with what you've got, pick from my suggestions. And if you don't have your equipment yet, then pick from my suggestions and get moving. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on Podcast Launchpad. Mm -hmm.